All right, let's do it. Hello and welcome to the Worst Movie Ever Made, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to find the worst movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Ackman. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci and Bob Hasek. Hey guys, how are you and why are we doing this? Uh, uh, personally speaking, I, I blew my back out yesterday. And you want to hear mm. the story of how I did it? Yes. I was watching Old Dogs with John Travolta <laughs> and Robin Williams, and I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I herniated my fourth and fifth vertebrae. <laughs> um, I don't want to explain. That. I don't want to explain this movie this week, so I want to pass it on to Bob and yourself, Chris. Yeah, I think it's my turn. So, uh, Old Dogs is the movie. Old Dogs is about a wealthy marketing executive who uh, learns that he fathered twins. And has and has volunteered to parent them for a few weeks while their mom is in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and, and theoretical hilarity ensues as the father, with every resource affordable to a wealthy marketing executive, makes it all work out in the end. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine, Imagine that. if you're incredibly wealthy and your children like to go to baseball games and shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's a, uh, that is a succinct summary of this movie. It is uh, a bullshit. It is Robin Williams. It is John Travolta at their worst. Seth Green. Many cameos we'll talk about later, but as for now, we'll throw it to YouTube to see how America and the world, larger world feel about old dogs. You guys are both going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I I decided because I couldn't believe what I was reading, so I got a sizable sample size to uh you know pull from uh, this yeah. is from the theatrical trailer because for some reason the, the the pay version of this that I normally go to for the comments yeah uh, they were disabled <laughs> so I had to go to the trailer <laughs> um I got nine comments wow and I, and like I said you guys will be disappointed number one. Ha ha, one of the best comedies I've ever seen. Seriously, I was choking through laughing in theater X, capital D. So like an old like analog emoji going on there. Number two, got to be one of the funniest films I've seen for ages. Robin Williams still got it. What are you talking Number three. About? Oh, God. I just about cried from laughing so hard. I'm looking forward to this one. Colon, capital D, analog emoji. Um, <laughs> number four. My wife and I went to see this, and we, along with everyone else in the theater, were rolling on the floor laughing. Dot, 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 no. dot, 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 dot. This That's was a, a very funny movie. <laughs> uh, oh, this is number 
five, I think. Yeah. This was really good, especially for a live action Disney film. It had comedy that really worked for the adults and just cracked me up. Number six. I love it when the kids mix up the pills and John Travolta's face goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that number, comment. Number seven. This is going to be a great movie, comma, because of Robin Williams, comma. He's hilarious. Um, (laughs) Next comment, this is number eight. I watched this yesterday, and I don't remember when I laughed so much in the last couple of months. Really great comedy, (laughs) comma, really funny, comma. You won't regret it if you go watch it, dot, 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 colon, closed parenthesis, closed parenthesis, making it our third or fourth analog emoji. Is what call it, it that's going to go on the right up. That's and the number, analog number. emoji is the right, yeah. uh, right <laughs> demographic, I think. And then the last one is cannot wait to see this movie. Love the song in this. Okay, go here. It goes again. And they're just naming the song. That was in the okay. Movie. That is a good song. Have you guys seen the uh, music video for that song? Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Do you yeah. know that they're they're Badass. suing they're suing General Mills cereal company right now because they did, they created like an OK Go like cereal cup. And oh no! It. But like if if they trademarked their name, that wouldn't be a problem now, would it? So I don't really <laughs> feel too bad. Right. Uh, Fair. <laughs> so that's where we're at right now. Analog emojis um are running rampant on YouTube. Makes me wonder uh, where you're gonna settle for your guess in test number one, the worst of its kind. I think. You might have a really big load of grumpy petrified poop up your soul's ass. Which is the worst of its kind. Well, I'll tell you. Starting with Jumanji, Rob Williams. Mm-hmm. A 52. Uh, really? I, Yeah, I feel like it's better than that, but only because I grew up with it. That was like prime childhood movie. Yeah, for me, it's like I would I would think it's like a sixty five, which is like generally well received, but like matter of taste. But yeah, like not actually a good movie, but yeah, uh, it, it's honey, not good. It's not good at all. No, it, it's bad. It might even be on the podcast, and then Rob and I will be sitting there like trying to defend it while you tell us why it's so bad. I haven't watched it since <laughs> I was twelve, so there might be rose colored glasses, you know. Yes, I have, and it is, as Bob said, it is really bad. But, you know, it's it brings up when when you remember a thing fondly, for some reason, you just you're just happy you're watching it, you know, whether it's good or bad. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with Rick Moranis, a 78. How do you feel about that one, Bob? Yeah, that's about right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We bought a zoo with Matt Damon, I think only because of the zoo scene at the end of the movie, probably. But uh, a 64 there. I haven't seen it. It looked boring to me. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, Night at the Museum with Ben Stiller, a 43. I don't understand. I I was going to mention this before with Jumanji. Uh. Jumanji got a 52, and you wouldn't think it'd be worth redoing then. But then they had a whole, what, two or three movies with The Rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. and Critical and commercial success are two different things, so I could see that. For sure. I mean, so critical and commercial... um, difference here is that the critics thought it was not even a so-so movie at 43 what well, it didn't even reach the 50 mark but there are like four of them or five of them now yeah yeah so i guess audiences just like the concept a lot uh so a 43 there and then sky high with kurt russell haven't seen that one either i think that's another kids movie uh i'm not familiar with but it has a 73 maybe that's something we should take a look at for a good movie episode just kidding never 
And in the Marvel's <laughs> Magic, uh, Rob's Magic Marvel Corner, we'll be talking about Kurt Russell a little later too. With uh, that's Guardians true, we will. Too. Right, we will indeed. An average of sixty-two old dogs. How how did that do, guys? Ninety-four. I'm going basic exclusively <laughs> on the YouTube comments. Ninety-four, ninety-five percent. I'm I'm gonna go with my typical twenty-five. Okay, well, you're twenty points high. It is a five. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, five. <laughs> Five for a negative 57, putting us back on track for these high 50s, low 60s scores that we've had all season. And worst of its kind, no surprise there. We'll see how that stacks up against our current season champion, Michael, later in the episode. Test number two coming at you right now. This is where we summarize the movie again, but this way uh, is a little more fun. This is called Ain't That a Pitch? Test number two. Oh, hi, Mark. This is the beginning of a scene. We talk about the movie, make the movie about the movie. In this case, the room. Ain't that a bitch? I'm so psyched. Yeah, Bob. Bob's gonna be meeting a uh, Greg Sestero, 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 Sestero. Um, Sist- whatever. Yeah, I'll find he, out. He, he accepts all. He's meeting Mark. <laughs> he is. Mark in a couple weeks, and we're, we're. Oh, please go. Please, when you see him, go. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> please god do that um i i'll go first i feel like i haven't in a sure. in a while okay john and robin's career are in, careers are in the pits true what they say old dogs no new tricks disney tried for a comedy but it left audiences vomiting because it's 90 minutes of old dudes taking wet shits <laughs> I would like to go next because thematically we're very in line and okay, I, okay. I, I really hope this becomes a round robin thing like it did with um uh Leonard Part 6 where we all basically said the same shit. All right, sweet. Okay. Travolta and Williams screwed the pooch. It's rare for Robin, but it's John's recurring truth. Two old farts try to be fathers, but it seems like they couldn't be bothered to act like they gave a shit or two. <laughs> Very nice. Shit. Yeah, poops, no, I, I, I didn't I didn't do that. Sorry, guys. No uh, poops, huh? That's all good. No poops. All right. There once was a dad with an unlimited budget. Mm. I'm merely jealous. I don't begrudge it. Spray tans <laughs> and nut shots. Human puppets <laughs> and yachts. Wouldn't be a Travolta movie unless a dog snuffed it. Bob, Bob gets <laughs> a half on that. I'm giving him a five for a four second. <laughs> Hell yeah, Bob. Uh, Fuck yeah. I know oh, how man, that's like, awesome. I, I think I text I, I watched it like a few days before you guys and this is a yeah. picture of Travolta at the, <laughs> yes. the picture of his dog. Unbelievable. Could not I believe it. it. I watched it immediately after I learned that about Michael from Bob's oh my God. Of fact. Yeah, that is fucking perfect. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh, really good segment. All right, test number three, the most offensive. Hey, do you guys want to talk about all the offensive parts that we witnessed in this movie? In a few minutes, bitch. For a live-action Disney comedy aimed at children, it's pretty offensive. What we're doing here is uh, showing you every single moment in the movie that uh, sticks out to us as offensive and or in poor taste. Uh, say what you will. Starting with number one, smacking somebody's son with a soccer ball. Yep. Two minutes in, Ron Williams kicks the ball so hard uh, and directly at a child yeah. when it, it's passed to him yeah. that it you know bonks him in the head. 
it's not that it's not that he did that it's that the um filmmakers thought that we would laugh at a kid getting injured it worked amazing. in the head it right wasn't in like a, yeah. yeah in the face yeah exactly everyone I mean, knows that um that's that's no go you can't do it in the face like dodgeball that's a rule that's a rule in like yeah. almost everything yeah and and I have this theory that it doesn't matter what it is or where you are, the circumstance. If you get hit in the head with something, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's not even your fault. It's it's hardly ever your fault. But if you get hit in the head with something, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I hear you there. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, number two, cringeworthy cross-eyed comedy. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I cannot believe they use this as a device in the movie. Uh, the lead actresses, I guess you can say, although she's not in the movie all that much, her best friend is cross-eyed, and we're supposed to think that's funny. She's the hand model, right? Is that the one where... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks' wife. Yeah, uh, Rita Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, Charlie gets cheap chuckles by embarrassing his bud. Mm-hmm. So, uh, immediately you learn that Charlie's not a very good friend because uh, Robin Williams' character Dan is asking him not to tell the story that he hates again. And mm-hmm. uh, 30 seconds later, he's once again embarrassing him for laughs because his whole job is to make the other side comfortable. And uh, the way he does that is by making fun of his best friend. Yeah. Right. And it's in bad taste. I mean, it's it's not even like the story is that funny. It's like, oh, he got, <laughs> he divorced, got divorced and then got remarried and divorced. <laughs> he's a two-time loser is basically how he frames it yeah exactly (laughs) uh number four tan dan indian latin oompa loompa laughs laughs uh so we think it's really funny right that uh dan being super tan uh as people confusing him for an indian man uh is a, a man of Latin persuasion, so to speak, and an Oompa Loompa, even. Yeah. Yeah, Oompa Loompa is the least offensive of all. Of, all. of the three. I agree. Can we, um, yeah. can I just interject really quickly? Of course. What other movie that can, that our fans could, um, listen to on www.theworstmovieevermade.com has the same gag? Oh, oh man. Shoot. Great question. I should see. know this one. I could answer it if you don't want to. Run Hold on, I'm trying to think. It's somebody. It's somebody who um, accidentally washed, gets too tan. It's another washed up has been doing the same exact thing. Yes. Oh man, is it somebody that fell asleep like one side, face up? No, it's Tim uh, Allen. It's Tim Allen, right? In what? what? Christmas with the cranks. Oh, okay. I barely remember that. I think that I have repressed those memories. Yeah, because they're going to go on the cruise, and then they go to the mall, and then they get the tan. Oh, that's they, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he eats the grapefruit, and it's like, right out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Uh, I'm not happy that I do. I think that my brain was pretty good at uh, deleting that movie from my memory <laughs> on purpose, and and now you've brought some back. Uh, number five, a homophobic hilarity. Yeah. Is it really course. funny? Isn't it really funny that, um, you know, they were mistaken as gay men? Isn't that super funny? It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number six, camp counselors, kid-free Frisbee. Camp counselors. Yeah. <laughs> Why right, are they no having kids. an adults-only Frisbee game when it's a kid's camp weekend? Because Quite the Boy Scouts of America are a front 
for older men <laughs> to lure in children so they can molest them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, waiting oh. for the, they're waiting for the roofy Gatorade cooler to, to do its trick, and they're just killing some time by playing some Ultimate Frisbee. And then, and then the other kind of scat is coming out. <laughs> yeah. uh, grieving, this is number seven, grieving group, golf, and nutshot shenanigans. So I grouped these together because it's the golfing scene, but it, it is such a like lame tie-in to get the translator there. Why not just have the translator with Robin Williams' Dan while he's playing golf so that they can have a conversation? Because it turns out, the people that she needed to be there for in the first place speak English. So right. I, I'm, I'm very confused by this, but they have a grieving group. It's like they've lost someone important to them. And John Travolta, uh, having the switcheroo on medication, eats all their food because he's yeah. ravenously hungry for the first time. It's really yeah. dumb. It's shoddily put together. And it's offensive. Yep. And I called it uh, nutshot shenanigans because Dan hits a ball backwards because of his depth per- depth perception issue is due to yeah. the switcheroo on ma- medication as well, and hits Seth Green in the balls with yeah. golf ball. And then uh, the owner's son or uh, another um, like council member of the Japanese company in the balls as well, and we're supposed <laughs> to think that's hilarious, right? I- I'm no golfer, but I know that when you swing a golf club, you don't swing it back. You do not swing it back. Not in the way they did. You swing, yeah. You bring it back for the windup, but you don't bring it back after. You no. And if you did, you'd knock it right into the dirt because the club is. I, I, I mean, if it was a drive, no. Even if it was a driver, every club is angled down on the back. Yeah. Even though, even the ones with the straight edge, if you hit it, it would go straight into the dirt. It might pop up and hit you in the nuts, but they had to treat it like it was a regular golf shot yeah. for it to make sense, which it doesn't make sense. No. Um. Number eight, uh, facial paralysis punchlines. Yeah. So another cool. another group of people that I don't think is uh, very funny to make fun of. Yeah. No. Uh, people with disabilities, people who are gay, and number nine, people who are little because little leprechaun in a business suit, he's also a hobbit. They're talking about Seth Green, who's like, I don't know, how short is he really? Five, five? He's not dwarf stat. That's he, small, he's, you know. He's not. He's not a dwarf, but not yet a normie. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a Britney Spears song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a dwarf, not yet a normie. <laughs> uh, you guys want to mention anything else? That's uh, those are the ones that really stuck out to me. Uh, yeah, Seth Green, just in general. I I love. Well, they couldn't get Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, they couldn't get Jimmy Kennedy. I love Robot Chicken. I I, I think that's his crowning achievement. Yeah. He's not a good actor. He is not a good writer. He is not funny. When he does stop motion with action figures, it's hilarious. But everything else is just like... Okay. Uh, Well, I need your opinion then. Uh, Yeah, he's he's good voiceover. Sure. Yeah, because he... Yeah. He doesn't have to do any physical acting then. Uh, What did you guys think of Can't Hardly Wait, the 90s movie? Like the 90s kegger movie? Oh God! All those movies. Eh, they, 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 I guess there's a time and place for those, but like I don't know. I well, they're a bit, they're a bit he, extra. He's like he acts um, like he, an aspiring rapper, I guess, and he's right. very anti yeah. that like visually. So it's that 
it's uh, not that bad. And I think it inspires uh, Jamie Kennedy later in um, Malibu's Most Wanted. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, Bob, did you want to mention anything else that you found offensive I didn't mention? No, you got it all. Okay, cool. So we'll throw it to uh, test number four, and this is the one where we judge them very harshly for their poor use of dialogue. In test number four, the worst dialogue. Do you like what you see? Would you like to touch what you see? Would you like to go out with me? Would you like to fuck me? Just the worst dialogue. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Uh, number Bingo. five. Number five. Thank you. Impulsive. I've never seen him so free, okay? I mean, so impulsive. He was a changed man. Oh. Maybe not so changed. You know, it's hard to explain to a guy who's never had an impulsive moment in his whole life. There's two kinds of impulsive. There's the, the good kind. Okay, this is plain stupid. I'm so romantic. But when he woke up, he remembered, I was just married 14 painful years, and there I've gone and done it again <laughs> to a woman that he barely knows. His soulmate. You hear that fart? They never laughed this much. Did someone fart? Yeah. So, a few hours later, my buddy here, my hombre, is the only guy I know that's been divorced twice in a 24-hour period. Now that's that's a true story. All right, just to give you some context, at the very end there, they're chanting Fremont because that's a tattoo. He got impulsively uh, inked into his skin during this uh, debauchery weekend in Miami. Yes. Uh, Need I say more? I I feel like we can move straight to number... Four yard! And this is... Uh, uncivil engineer. Described this house as being a dangerous place for kids, so I hired the best child proofers there are. The tall guy over there, he was a civil engineer. What kind of a civil engineer would be baby proofing a house? Failed one, sir. Failed civil engineer. I got a lot of bad road behind me, a lot of potholes. That is why I'm going to be extra vigilant in protecting your children. They're seven, okay? And they're his kids. That's true. That's progressive, and I'm all for it. Oh, come on. Now, even I know you do not baby-proof a house for a seven-year-old. Oh. What about the 15-foot deep end? That's I mean, real. sir, you got a flamethrower for a fireplace. You know, it's a fashion. It's a style. The spears? What kind of guy buys poison-tipped spears? A thousand years ago, they were poison. I don't know if they're poison now. You bought those a thousand years ago? No, they're... You expect me to believe that? You designed this house of horrors. You brought the kids to this house. Stop it. Don't eat that. Those are dog treats. Yeah, well, everything tastes like dog food after I smoked salmon I just had. Oh, you ate the salmon. It's like they got every single nobody <laughs> to be an expert. Yeah, every like every like B pluser who <laughs> who is not an A-lister but like trying real hard. It's the same uh supporting cast as Idiocracy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. Uh that did occur to me. Weird. Um, but the really the shining star of bad uh dialogue in that uh and I Bob, I saw you shaking your head, but 
when Zach Brath says you expect me to believe that you bought those spears a thousand years ago is supposed to be what? Like this guy's really dumb, but we're going to, I, I just, I, I don't get the, the YouTubers who um, understand these comedy beats. Cause I don't, I don't understand why that would be fun. It'd be funny in 1992. <laughs> maybe. That's and it would have been uh, Chevy Chase, maybe, who delivered that line. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have groaned anyway, because it, it never right, was funny. Right before they cut the scene, he just hits somebody on the catering staff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Number three. Bob, you mentioned it. This is Human Puppeteer. Everybody, so what's going on? Let's ask you a favor. What's your name? Remember, we were at Wade's party and you're talking about a human puppeteer, this mechanism. You got that done when I was talking to you in confidence? Yeah, you know, you always had that problem. This man is in trouble, he has trouble relating to his own children. Oh my god, he needs your help with your technology. You can fix this. Oh, thank you. It's true. So, let me get this right you want to hire me to take this uptight man and make him a human puppet? Yes. I'm gonna do it for you. Ah, Everybody jump, jump. Woo! I feel so doggone good here. All right, good to go. Now, Charlie, you told me that your friend didn't know how to play. It's true. Dan, now you don't have to. Charlie's gonna play for you. For this suit? Yes. Stick this down your pants. Why? That thing would emit such a joke that it literally tickled your funny bone. What was wrong with that? What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> put put this electronic stick down your pants so that you can pretend to play like a king with your daughter or for tea like, time. Everything has like a, a, a specific spot for like the suit, but like just put this down your pants. It could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I want you to tape this to your schlong. That'll get your funny bone going. <laughs> Here's an idea for a better movie. You dig up Bernie Mac's corpse. You put him in the suit. <laughs> You give him a Hawaiian shirt and aviators, and whenever music plays, he dances, and you can call it Weekend at Bernie Max. I was going to go there if you didn't go there. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was waiting. I could not wait for you to finish so that I can make the Weekend at Bernie Max joke. But as you were going, I was like, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why they tried so hard to develop Bernie Max's character there, uh, Jimmy Lunchbox or whatever the fuck his name is. Because they force in uh, some interesting, I I guess, dialogue in that segment, but it's totally unnecessary. Like, uh, uh, what's Travolta's um, character's name? Um, Charlie. Charlie says to him, have you finished the human puppeteering suit yet? And Bernie Mac's character, Lunchbox, is like, I told you that in confidence. You've always had that problem. And then they don't develop it at all. It's like... (laughs) It's like one of the the threads that you think that they're going to unravel as the movie goes along that like Charlie's right. not, you know, that he is um, himself impulsive and and yeah. uh, not considerate because he told Bernie Mac's character um, in front of everyone about the project yeah. he's working on and bullshit like that. But it, it doesn't come back again. It's it's just a wasted line. And then, uh, yeah, the, the obviously the um, the human suit, the human puppeteering suit is yeah. just a bunch of bullshit and I hate junk science. So there's yeah. that. Uh number Ooh. this is albino. Vicky. Vicky who? 
South Beach, Vicky. She's in town. She wants to see me today. She just called you out of the blue? No. Dan. Yeah. Dan. You know, last Christmas when I moved into the condo, I was feeling really lonely. Maybe I wrote a seven to ten page single space letter. Oh, Dan. You know, you've been using your feelings for this woman to avoid your life for seven years. I set you up in the most exclusive adult-only condo. You've never been to theme nights. You never once went to the Sunday morning schmooze and schmear. You know, maybe she hasn't moved on in. Well, you can't do it. Why? Because we're in the middle of our biggest deal ever, and, and you don't have the time. She lives in Vermont. It's perfect. Start of a long-distance relationship. You know, you get six to nine months of the spa, weekends, late-night phone calls. I still have my days free to work. She wants to meet me at Grand Central Station. And I don't know what I'm supposed to wear. Do you wear... It's not formal, obviously. It's a train station. But do I wear a sport coat or a coat and tie? You can wear a sports coat, but you're not going like that. Why? Because you look like an albino. What's wrong with being an albino? Exactly. More yeah. more shots at people who... Uh, I, well, I can't even say they're less fortunate. I'm sure every albino out there is enjoying life just as much as I am. Not the beach. Indoors. <laughs> <laughs> so so long as they're indoors. Um, Adults-only condos. That That's a thing? Yes, it is. They okay. do have, like, bachelor, bachelor flats for, like, newly single, you know? Okay. But I think you, I don't think there's no kids allowed rules, but it's just meant for, like, people... Who don't Re- have kids? Recently separated people who like are getting their shit together, but if their kids oh. visit, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak for it because I don't never experienced. But I would imagine that their kids could visit. Yeah, I've experienced this. When my parents first moved to Florida, they lived in a fifty-plus community where oh, you yeah. could have you, you could have your grandkids visit, but they were not allowed to stay overnight. There was okay. like some no rule shit. about them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's insane. Boomers. Just, just, just to keep the uh, the peace. Yeah, boomers. So they wouldn't have yeah, to put boomers. a fence around the pool, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. They don't have to baby-proof the pool then. Yeah. Uh, well, the real um, reason that that one was clipped there is because of the schmoozen schmear. Yeah. Rob, you had a giggle. I did not. I was fucking angry. I was really fucking upset when he said schmoozen schmear. <laughs> I, he... I wasn't giggling with it. I was giggling at it. Okay, thank God. Yes. <laughs> thank God for that. Because that, that, yeah, that legit made me upset. Uh, I didn't laugh. I, I just got a little pissed off. I broke one of my chairs. I just grabbed it and, like, you know, it was cheap wood and I just snapped it. And like then the I went back to being. <clears throat> when Brendan Brader yeah. just pumps that chair across the room. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, like, you know, my kids were in the living room, so I just snapped it quietly. You know, it was, yeah. my face is probably purple. You know, but but it's all right. Uh, we're moving on now to at well after the drum roll, of course. But number one, daddy. You know what? Fuck it. Crib. Listen, you're the one that forced me into that place. I cajoled you. I cajoled you. Semantics. Oh, look, they're going upstairs now. <laughs> This is my crib, man. This is where I get down. This is where I, I seek the three points. This is where I throw the TD. This isn't for, this isn't for kids, man. Look, that pool out there, that's got a 15-foot deep end. Look at this place. I got pointy-edged furniture. I got, I got, look at those spears. They probably still have poison on them. You don't want them in this house. Look, I do not lead a child-safe life, man. Is that not how I roll, you know? 
Why is uh, why is he doing the like rap star thing? Uh, don't know. Is it funny? Because he's Travolta. Yeah. And he, I mean, if it was Seagal, it'd make a little more sense because he thinks he's like the black guy whisperer. <laughs> but but so I've never seen Travolta thinking that he's like a, a fucking hip hop star before. This this struck me as very odd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, he says this is uh he starts off by saying conjoled, like I conjoled you, and I think that was supposed to be funny, the use of a word you hardly ever hear. Yeah. Um it, yeah. you know, like we all know what it means, but like using it in that context was I don't know, Seth Rogan y, I guess, just not mm-hmm. funny. And then uh he said, This is where I sink the three points, this is where I throw the T D. I assume that means he's having sex there. Yes, but but that doesn't really jive with the point he makes, which is that my uh, crib isn't child safe. He's like, unless he's saying I'm going to bring girls here to bang them, but he's not saying that. He's saying there might, you know, they might get injured here. So yeah. it's it's disjointed and shit, and uh, said to us in the whitest way possible. Yeah, and I hated it. Uh, anyway, Rob, your ad read, please. He was in Greece. <laughs> Hi, kids. It's me, Ronald McDonald, and I'm on the set of my very first motion picture ever. It's a movie called Mac and Me, and it stars my little friend from outer space here. His name is Mac, and I want to introduce you to him. Mac? Rob's Ad Read. Today's episode of The Worst Movie Ever Made is brought to you by Screen Actors Guild Presents Crickets, the show. Script writing is a lot harder than the studios thought, so listen to these field recordings of Crickets while looking at stock photos from the Two and a Half Men production run. Crickets, the show. <laughs> it still has a Chuck Lore vanity card at the end, but it's poorly written. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. wow. Activism. Uh, yes. that That's great. And, uh, you know, I just love that we have so many different... Uh, companies reaching out to us at this point including crickets the show um you know what and i'm definitely going to check it out i hope you guys do too our, our, actually, our listening audience i'm kind of glad there's like a strike because there's just too much fucking shows to watch and this is gonna thin the hurt out a little bit you know see i am such a <laughs> hater uh i am such a critic that i very very rarely enjoy anything yeah same that's why we do and, and I think that's why we do a bad movie podcast in the first place is because I think every movie's bad except for those couple, you know? Yeah. And it, it it's not a good thing. It you know, it's it's like how I don't like blue cheese, but I wish I did because apparently it's good on steak and like yeah. in stuff. I wish that I enjoyed more shows so that I can feel good more. Um, yeah. yeah. And and now and now after ending my therapy session here, I'm gonna throw it to Bob for the uh test number five, the worst production. The worst movie ever made presents the worst production. Hey guys, just came by to pick up the finished film. Yeah. Worth production. I actually stole the tagline from this from a uh, uh, a critic that reviewed this movie. Fair. The tagline yeah. is 
Sledgehammer editing. Ugh. Okay. So, yeah, sledgehammer editing. So it doesn't help that we go from one impossible and ridiculous situation to another. No. But yeah. why does but why does the situation and transition have to be so abrupt and sloppy? That's where I think they're coming from. Yeah. Like, are the penguins attacking? We think so. Oh, wait, wait. There's one on his ear. They must be. Wait, but Robin Williams escaped. And he's suddenly on a flying suit. And he falls into the water. Wait, he falls into the water three to four times. I yeah, I, I, I didn't get that either. Mm. <laughs> I hated this. I absolutely hated it as well. And it, there's a reason that it got a five, and it's because they just didn't fucking care. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think, I'm thinking of like, I didn't think of it until you mentioned that editing technique. <clears throat> Do you think this is one of those things where they didn't have a full storyboard, didn't have a full script? So, like, let's just shoot a bunch of non sequential gags. Yeah, probably. And then we can just basically just slide them on the storyboard wherever we want based on yeah, the they, they probably had 30 gags and one of the 30 was two dogs drown in a river uh, but they decided <laughs> to cut that one out <laughs> uh, but they probably had like 30 different you know reels and they chose the, the eight that they liked the best and made a movie out of it yeah. that was one that's... of our movies one of the movies we did recently was that exactly as Rob described they just filmed a bunch of gags and somehow strung them together. I forget. That was that Michael, maybe I forget. I yeah, it might have. I mean, Michael was that right? I mean, yeah. it really was like just an episodic. It was like a, watching a TV show with fifteen-minute episodes for yeah. you know, like six episodes straight, um, yeah. where where nothing really made a whole lot of sense together. And I guess this movie might have done a little better at uh, going from one place to another. Like when they uh, end up camping, at least the kids had a list of things that they wanted to do with dad and camping was one of them. So it did let yeah. in a little better than that. But yeah, there, there were uh, plenty of examples of like times where I, I didn't really understand. I think the penguins is, is the perfect um, example of that. It's it, the penguins were attacking them and then they're not in the penguin enclosure anymore. And it's like kind of, unexplained like i i may it might have been funnier if john travolta had one like hanging off his leg yeah when was, exactly when he was like you know something like that when he's running away but anyway but, uh but yeah that, sledgehammer editing yeah true true so they would have to go with a fake animal which i always have issue with <laughs> yeah. or or is it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah or is it with him with him it's probably a dog in a penguin suit I hear he can't even get hard unless he runs over a pile of puppies in the summer, too. Uh, too true, man. Too true. Oh, God. Okay. All right, cool. Test number six, the worst acting. Not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Just the worst acting. Okay. Four more clips coming at you, uh, starting with number... One. The story. Promise you won't tell the story. Fine, I won't tell the story. Okay, you guys want to hear the greatest Dan Rayburn story ever? No, no, I don't. don't. Come on, Danny. All right, seven years ago, Dan's divorce had just come through, and his ex-wife had left his heart in tatters, and his bank account drained. Okay, let's tell him that. He was taking it pretty well. Good. Taking it like a man. Stiff upper lip, getting smart. 
People say I saved my partner's life that day. So many people get divorced. And neither one of you wanted kids. Now that seems like a stroke of genius. But that didn't console him. I had to act. I had to do something. Mr. Goodtime's gonna teach you how to live. Yeah. Why are there two pieces of luggage? Oh, just a little jaunt. Nothing too wild. Hey, Mr. Goodtime. You said we'd come to Miami. We did. Can we go home now? Okay, I have a lot of things to say. I, I don't know if that's surprising, but uh, Robin's funny crying is just fucking awful. Yeah. Yes. It's supposed to be really humorous the way he like is, is breaking down as a man and like, you know, just weeping into his friend's shoulder. Because it's so outrageous, but it is so far over the top that it is, uh, you know, just obvious bullshit, which I hate. A jaunt, mm-hmm. Charlie says, mm-hmm. it's just a jaunt. Um, it's it's just another just... one of those. So it, it's like uh, conjoled. It's another one of those situations yeah, where using like Victorian or like early American, like realist type of language. I, I'm telling you, it's like a Seth Rogen technique or something. It's like the yeah. first Seth Rogen movie came out, and they were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna use some of those beats," and it just yeah. doesn't work here. Um, and then the, so I've watched a lot of Robin Williams, and I've seen the Robin Williams on HBO special uh, too many times. So many mm-hmm. times, in fact, that I, I, I feel like I can, I can, um, kind of point to you when he's like free flowing and not on script. And yeah. when he says uh, diving board about yeah. the uh, drink, like the margarita or whatever he gets, I mm-hmm. think that that was improv because he goes, oh, you need a diving board for this. It's insane. And the ins- it's insane thing is is what he does when he's transitioning from thought to thought. He- yeah. He'll, he'll yeah. often, with Robin Williams, check this out. I might have said this on Hook. He'll say, don't be afraid. And, and and it it, it doesn't work. It, there is no context behind it. It is like his uh or huh or you know like how people yeah. say like for to yeah. transition from one thought to the next. They they throw like a sound or a word in there. He says, "Don't be afraid." Um, and I think I just did it myself. I said um, but I think it's insane. Was his next? I'm, I'm going to make another joke. They were like riff on the how big the drink is. Riff on it, and then we're gonna we're gonna take right. use your I best think, take. I think you're right. Yeah, it's like uh, when a stand-up comedian is like, strap in, because it's about to get crazy over here, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you need uh, a transition from one bit to the next or something. Yeah. And Williams is really good at improv but part of that is that his transitional thoughts are funny, I guess, yeah. too. Yeah, but but if you've seen enough of him, you you know what they are, and I recognize yeah. that there. So check that out. Watch the HBO special and tell me he doesn't say "Don't be afraid" fifteen or twenty times. It's yeah. kind of crazy. He actually even says it in movies. It, it's enough to piss you off. Anyway, number two. This is Rochelle. What's your name? Rochelle. Oh, Rochelle. Oh, well, I didn't know they could afford to hire supermodels here. <laughs> hey, Pops, isn't being a grandparent the best? I'm not, I'm not a grandparent. My, my, my grandkids call me, no, no. 
What do your grandkids call you? Nub Nub's good. Attention, yeah. Candlemas Diners. We have just been informed we have two new members to the Grandparents Club. Oh, God. Too much excitement for me. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 This is just an accident. Oh, don't worry. Oh God! Don't be embarrassed about. I'm not embarrassed. It was I'll get you something. It's it's a glass of water. That's all. One glass of water gets my pump going too. Uh huh. What's wrong with that? <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> He's stealing the words out of Rob's mouth. <laughs> Uh, yes. so 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 much. Um, he wasn't saying it, so I had to. <laughs> the, the director is like, All right, do things that people do, but make it funny. And he leaves John Travolta and an aging, uh, out of thoughts Robin Williams to do that job, and it just doesn't work in any any aspect ever, not once in this movie. And I fucking hated it. So, uh, what restaurant? has a senior senior seniors song because it doesn't make seniors feel particularly good they just want the discount and for you to shut the fuck up about it because nobody likes to be old no i was getting bennigan's vibes absolutely yeah, it's like it's a, like the happy birthday song that uh, some corporate places make their employees do but they would never do it about seniors because like i said seniors don't want to be applauded for being old they want their discount and and yeah. to pretend that they served in the military so that they can get an extra five percent and leave it at that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so all right let's pass it on to number three uh this is the original um kind of but the it, it is titled scat You ladies ready to play a little ultimate frisbee? I think so, Mr. Testosterone. Oh, yeah. Ultimate frisbee, that's our game. Hey, let's do this for our kids, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for the kids, yeah, man. All right, let's do this. Sports marketing! Yeah, sports marketing, yeah! Sports marketing, make the D. Yeah! That's Bear Scat, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Dad? Yeah. I think Scat is poop. Really, son? Yeah. Do I poop on my face? Yeah. Scat happens, man. <laughs> oh my. That, that could have been worse dialogue, I think. Yeah, and... <clears throat> Scat yeah, happens? Here's yeah. the thing. If they're intelligent enough to use words like jaunt and cajole, like you were saying, Chris, Yeah. I think these intelligent head of their industry marketing gurus would know what the word scat means. Yeah, you I I agree. I think that once they put it on their fingers, they would smell that it is shit. Yeah, that too. But yeah, that the, the, but Rob said both both of you are right. Fuck that. Inconsistent. Yeah, fuck fuck that scene, fuck everything. Uh Matt Dillon? Huh. Yeah. How about that? Cameo. Uh, and then Rob Williams goes, all right, Mr. Testosterone, which is supposed to be a really funny knock at the fact that Matt Dillon is, like, masculine, I guess. Yeah. 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 Overly. 
And then they are chanting sports marketing. Yeah. Together. <laughs> like, is that a, is that, does that get your blood flowing? Like if, if you and I, Bob or Rob were uh, sports marketers, would, is that what we would uh, be saying to each other when we're smearing uh bear scat on our faces to get ready for a big Frisbee game? I worked in the, like the content marketing sector for a while. And it, 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 it reminds me of everybody you see on LinkedIn. Like, I'm so thrilled to be like part of this, this amazing <laughs> team. And then I, yeah. I, I think during a team building exercise, they might chant stupid shit like that, to be entirely honest. All right. Fair, fair. That's, that's um, horrible. And then yeah. when, when his son says, I think scat is poop, uh, Robin Williams goes, really son? And it's, a very odd and unbelievable line. Like, what is what is he? He's like, is that real? Are you telling me it's really poop? Like, I, yeah. I think, I think you would just recognize that it's poop, and that yeah. that never would have happened. And uh, this movie fucking sucks. But we have one more uh, yeah. that we have to play for you, and it's number four. And Bob mentioned the scene already. This is uh, Super Dad. Uh. superhero for his daughter. Does he know what he's doing? Yeah, it's like a ride. Don't worry about it, man. Go, Danny boy! I'm the wind beneath your wings! There's no stopping Dan Rayburn! Did you see a little man? He's about, about yay big. He's got reddish hair. He looks like a hobbit. Oh, just go to your happy place. Just go to happy place. One, two, three. I can fly! Now imagine that entire scene, but with Jamie Kennedy instead of Seth. Oh my God! Uh, it would. I mean, this movie would have been made. I, I think we wouldn't have this on the podcast if it was Jamie Kennedy instead. Yeah. No, it'd be Oscar contender. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he was in the flight suit or the one yelling about crazy penguins or whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter where Jamie Kennedy ends up in this movie. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Travolta's Charlie starts with killer penguins. Which I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure that the penguins succeed in killing anyone. Um, Plus, they it, invaded their space, man. Penguins had yeah, every right real. to defend. Agreed. Yep. And then, uh, like a ride, the very terrible extra actor. I I don't know if this guy is an aspiring actor. If they just like found him, you know, and they were like, "Can we use your van or something?" Yeah, he he's uh, in the he's like, lines right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, he's probably a writer, but uh, he he's probably since been fired for having anything to do with this piece of shit movie. But he's like, yeah, it's like a ride. Don't worry about it, man. But like with less enthusiasm than I just said it. Yeah. And then uh, Seth Green is in the arms of a giant mechanical piece of shit gorilla that looks really awful, and he's like, "Go to your happy place. Go to your happy place," because the gorilla is going to kill him. He thinks, but the gorilla is mm-hmm. like entertained by coddling him at the moment. I, I don't know. It's all just bullshit, and I hate it, and I don't want to talk anymore, so I'm going to send it to Fact or No Fact. Fact or No Fact. 
money now and a lot more when I get in that office. I can take that to the bank. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the, the blood planning. <laughs> All right, fact or no fact. This right. is our favorite part of the episode where I, <laughs> I I renamed old dogs as a tribute. I just called it dead dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Which hopefully is, is the so last perfect. time we it's hopefully the last time we have to mention that. <laughs> All right. So I, I've gathered four facts about this movie and added a lie to see if you guys could find the lie in this list of things. So here right. goes, here goes, here goes. First one. This film at the box office grossed $35 million on a budget of $35 million. All right. At the 2009 Academy Awards, which, by the way, covers the previous year's movies, mm-hmm. uh, a, a brief sneak preview for this movie is seen in the credits for next year's Oscar race. No way. Okay, this film was originally adult-oriented with an R rating, but Disney decided to distribute under the Walt Disney Pictures uh, title and removed all the adult jokes. Mm-hmm. Okay, fourth one. John Travolta and Robin Williams were actually close friends in real life. And the last one. The Tokyo street scenes were actually shot in New York City, though the majority of the film was filmed in Connecticut. Chris. How about that? Not something I'm proud of. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Those are your five. Go for it. I'm gonna go with the believable ones first. I can see this breaking even. Um, whether it's like a dollar for dollar, like 35 million versus 35 million, or like it had a reported budget of 35 million and made like 36 million. You know, I I, I believe that order of magnitude. Um, believe it or not, I actually believe the Academy Awards thing because it's Robin Williams and John Travolta. I guarantee, like you pay to get your shit on shit. And this is certainly shit, and they certainly have money, or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Disney that's true. Money. So it's like, you, the the market is as much as you want to think the market is organic. It's mostly money changing hands and things being made visible based on what the bottom line is. Um, I do know for a fact that Disney does not like R rated movies because I believe they just recently got the rights to like the Predator franchise. And no kidding. They, they made like the exception for putting it under like a different vanity um, like banner. So it could be like owned by Disney, but not like taint them with an R rating. So I do believe that I do believe that to an extent, but they didn't really remove adult jokes because there weren't really any kid jokes in this movie. Um, it was all just really bad adult, like not Fair. bad as like, oh, they're so bad, but just like not well delivered jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, Travolta and William are friends. I could see them being like on a similar lot when Mork and Mindy and Welcome Back Cotter were both in their heydays. All right, <laughs> so, fair. That's that's yeah, good use of uh, on-screen history. Yeah. Maybe they're like work buddies. Like I don't know if they're on the same network, but like that was around. They're both like coming up around the same time. So yeah, um, Tokyo street scenes were in New York, and the rest of the movie was in Connecticut. Uh, I'm gonna say the lie is number three. The Originally adult-oriented, but removed jokes because I think this is still very much an adult movie. 
and they're still adult jokes. They're just not funny. Sure. So I think it's like a little bit of Bob. Fool. I think I think like there's some truth in it, but I think I don't think it ever garnered an R rating. And I don't think they removed any jokes. If anything, I, they probably tried adding jokes. So I'm gonna go number I, three. That that was one of my favorites here too. But I'm I'm gonna go with number two. The 2009 Academy Awards having this in the Oscar race for next year. I I just I refuse to believe it. All right, we're, so we're about to laugh at us. This yes. is where I laugh at you. <laughs> God so damn the, it. <laughs> at the box office alone. The film grossed over ninety-six million dollars. Bah, grab that. There's the red on a, thir- <laughs> yeah, on a thirty on a thirty-five million dollar budget. So the budget was accurate; it was thirty-five million, but it grossed like triple its uh, budget. And that Jesus. was before that was before DVD. DVD made like twenty million. So oh God. they made a shit ton of money on this movie. Okay, which is uh, they ridiculous. Did not deserve to. Back to the point so that, that a critical success does not necessarily make a commercial success and vice versa. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so, so yes, it was in the previews for the next year's Oscars. Uh, it was originally R-rated with adult jokes, and they took all the adult jokes out to make it not R-rated. Uh, they, they were friends. Good call on that one. They were friends. And yeah, they, it was mostly shot in Connecticut, except for the street scenes uh, in New York to look like Tokyo. Unfucking believable. Almost a hundred million dollars. I should I should have known that based on the YouTube comments. No, I want to say it made a total of like a one fifteen. I yeah, mean, it was that makes sense. In, insane. Just absolutely insane. I'm yeah. pulling it up right now because now that we're done with the fact checking stuff. Um, let's see. Budget was thirty five million. It made ninety six point eight million. So that was that, that was worldwide. Is yeah. that worldwide? Worldwide box office, yeah, but not not counting after sale DVDs. Right, yeah, worldwide gross is probably yeah. Well, Bob said uh, another twenty million, so you're probably right on the mark with the one fifteen. Yeah, yeah, sixteen. All right, uh, that makes me really upset. Let's yeah. throw it to the catch-all. <laughs> Time to have a little bit of fun with the catch-all. We're gonna get our little nets. We're gonna prance around like SpongeBob catching the jellyfish, and we're gonna catch every darn little thing that we want to. Doesn't that sound like fun? I still ain't hating on New York City skyline openings. I'm just not yeah. doing it. Uh, <clears throat> they don't even give Dan a pitch to make him seem credible as good at his job in the beginning. Yeah, it shows him like a, stum- like a stumbling, bumbling idiot because he can't believe that story was told again, and then it cuts away. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And then he goes to the projector, and he's yeah. like about to give the pitch, but they didn't. They were too lazy to even make the pitch. Yeah, so like that we know he's good at his job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie's entire job is to make the clients laugh, and he does that at his partner's expense. I said this already, but it makes him a shitty friend. <sighs> yeah, he's just a shitty friend. Yeah. Uh, they walk or are they working a did you see the building that they work in? It wasn't that where they had the first pitch? Wasn't that in their build where they had the conference call, right? And yeah, and it's yeah. like the building looks like kind of it's it's cool architecture. It looks like kind of melted almost. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually thought that building was really cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. If, uh, it, if only it were real. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Travolta is supposed to be a total hunk still, right? Is that what yeah, we're doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that incredibly young tanning salon person was like enamored with him. I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. That that's, and they make him like a, kind of a, a buffoon in this movie. So I don't really understand how he's good with women. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> spray tan physical comedy, very uh, much funny. He he. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and then. Vicky, I think her her character's name is, has family secrets to mo- remove spray tan. Yeah, hysterical. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he never even he never even wonders if they're his kids. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> He's I just like, like, okay, I believe you. I feel like anytime someone springs multiple offspring on you. Out of the blue, <laughs> right? Should probably at least do a mouth swab or something. <laughs> yeah, just so you're not like cucking for the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he the the coldest and most moronic father wouldn't shake hands with his daughter goodnight. No, yeah. <clears throat> he's yeah. not that dumb and unattached. Uh, Charlie called his kids cute when they're in a dormant configuration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luis Guzman, Zach Braff, Matt Dillon, uh, Seth Green, Justin Long, and Bernie Mac. What the fuck? <laughs> they were sharing a production lot. Yeah, it must have been. It was, it was easier than doing a casting call. Just like, hey, you got like five minutes. I we don't want to go through a month long <laughs> audition process. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you we'll give you twenty grand for five minutes of your time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Seth Green, why is his character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah why so uh, uh what kind of camping is that um i don't know i feel like they're just at a park and they're I just mean, they, like throwing frisbees around i don't feel like it's camping at all yeah they do have that because i used i used to travel um with my family when i was younger we had like a pop-up camper and like mm-hmm. you just basically you set up at a national park and then you go like to the beach you go sightseeing and then you come back to the campground so I, it's, it's not as hardcore it's not it, it's like it's like a white trash hotel That's how <laughs> I describe it. fair enough yeah. i feel like if if there's no dinty more it's not hardcore yeah <laughs> if there's no dinty, that's good. if there's no dinty more it's not hardcore <laughs> cool <laughs> Uh, prison rules frisbee is such an overused comedy beat. Like oh, the rest yeah. of the movie, the physical comedy is criminally unfunny. Yeah. That, that's I'm just I'm that yeah, that's just uh, I'm just spitting facts here. Medication like everyone, comparison. Go ahead. Like like everyone's gonna agree to that prison rules rule. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, cool. Let's just beat, prison let's rules. Just beat this. Let's just beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Let's sharpen this toothbrush and get fucking real. <laughs> I, I don't understand why they picked Justin Long for that either. Because like, was he? So su- I mean, I guess he's in good shape. Was he supposed to be like? It's funny that he's supposed to be the intimidating one because he's not. Because he's not. I think, I think not. It's comic comically and unintimidating. I think. I guess, but he's really not in bad shape. You know, yeah. no. Like I, like I, he wouldn't be the first person I picked out of a crowd to have a fight with. 
you know? Yeah. No. Uh, medication comparison is an obvious bit of foreshadowing, so much so that it makes it, like, less funny, the whole device. Yeah, you know what? In 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 bad movies, they do a they do the same thing in every movie where if they mention that in the first act, their medicine, yeah, and then like 20, 30 minutes passes, and then the switcheroo happens. It's funny, but they set it up. The That's scene better. Before. They set it up yeah. the scene before every time, and you know it's coming because like they like there's if the camera zooms in on like the, the little the, the rose in the room, yep, and then, then you call back to the rose like at the end in the third act you're like oh yeah that, that's the thing they were connect, trying to make the connection yes but, like, yeah it's just like bing bang boom done hamburger time you know <laughs> well, also like it was it was like uh such a long setup like it was it, it really was, was you knew it was coming it was just so so long too long yeah it, it was just it hit you over the head with it um <clears throat> you would know if you're about to pop the wrong pill by the way like, I take a couple of pills just like every morning, you know, like this and that, just things to keep you healthy. Yeah, you know? but you know, and, what, you know what they look like, yeah. I know what they fucking look like. If I'm about to yeah. pop somebody else's pill in my mouth because my yeah. kids did a switcheroo on me, I would know yeah. before I consume it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why is the safety squad still here? Mm. They've been around for like two days. Yeah. Because every gag was shot out of sequence, and they just <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, suddenly, after the Robin robot misfires, he can pretend, which really bothers me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was disjointed, and I, I wrote. We said this already, but parenting is made a lot easier when you have unlimited cash. Yeah, yeah, unlimited, totally unlimited. Yeah. For real, like I'm just gonna pay to meet all of the New York Mets. Resources my are kids. nice to have. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, uh, when Seth Green's character says, "You guys are like the uh, two fathers I never had," is that another gay joke? Because if it was, it wasn't even clear. Yeah. No I, think so. no. I think it was the whole grandfather thing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, like well, I'm not your colleague. You're two. You're older than me. Yeah. Funny yeah. Because you're old. Um, was it? What, did I hear Google Dolls? This movie, I think so. Um, really? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. when Robin Williams like misses his kids. They, I think they play the like typical Google Dolls uh, let's see. song that you would search. Old Dog soundtrack. Old Dogs, two thousand nine. I am. Come on, tell me there's some Google. Let's see. You've been a friend to me in rhythm. Oh, no. Gary Bonner, Glenn Ruger, Sammy Khan. Come on. I'm not. Let me control Make it F. right. That's a big soundtrack. Goo. I, I, I control F and type the word goo, and I, I'm not getting anything, man. <laughs> Damn, I really thought. Okay. All right, fine. Uh, they're just going to both move to Japan. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal. Like, oh, I guess we're just going to have to, like, pack our one suitcase and move to Japan now. Yeah. Especially no when questions it's, been, asked. it's been demonstrated that they're able to telecommute just fine. Yeah, for real. What the fuck? Just have a meeting every afternoon. If it's yeah. that important. Um, The karaoke joke is just trash. Yep. Yeah. It was just awful. 
Uh, fuck Zach, by the way, the kid for unplugging all of their shit. Yeah. Honest God. Yeah. I've like, found, uh, find an outlet. There's probably one in the house that doesn't have a fucking anything important plugged into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a very modern home. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Uh, Vicky says, don't serve the time. Let the time serve you. Which mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess is her saying, I'm going to make myself better. I'm going to focus on myself for the two weeks I'm in jail. Yeah. I turd. It's a big turd. Uh, show us that face, facial paralysis smile again. The uh, Japanese council members say because they find it just so hilarious when John Travolta goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he misses his kids. Man. Oh, supposed to feel that way, right? Family yeah. man. Yeah. Seth Green takes the risk by breaking into the uh, zoo, but they shuffle into the large pipe together all together so what does it matter i mean if they're going to get arrested they're all getting arrested they're probably not going to be thrown into the same jail cell but we do have faulty pipe logic once more yes pipe pipe logic logic. yes big fake animals never look good i foreshadowed this before but the gorilla looked fine until it was like running at them and then you could see that it's just like a guy in a padded suit that's got some like mechanical elements to it Yep. I mean, we said it, but penguin attack? They're probably going <laughs> to leave you alone. Yeah. Dan is on a stretcher after falling 15 feet into water. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was... That's a good point. <laughs> I thought the same thing as soon as I watched him. Like, what happened? Like, what's the stretcher? Seriously, what's his injury? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, and then they're baby-proofing a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. I don't know. Anything else you want to mention before we go to uh, Rob's Magic Marvel Corner? No. No, nothing. Good. Rob, take it away. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catch a seat, just like guys look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Rob's Magic Movie Corner. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I quite liked it. Um, and we'll get into why as soon as you guys ask me your questions. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, go first this time, Bob. Yeah, I'll go first. Oh, okay. okay. Go for it. So do you think the sequel was inevitable or appropriate? Or both? It was, it was inevitable because that, that that's the whole business model for Marvel. You do the origin story, and then hopefully, if it's successful enough, they will do the penultimate and then the ultimate installment the, the entire comic series. book series essentially but yeah and now we're in the territory where the i've i've been noticing that the the trilogies are wrapping up so they're trying to find ways to go beyond that yes um, on the more successful ones but um i think it was i think it was inevitable and i think for the business model it is necessary and like every other marvel movie the sequel is kind of better because you don't have to establish the characters you just right off the rip you're ready to get some action done. And yeah. The characters can play off each other more naturally because you, you don't have to build that lore because it's already been built. Okay. Fair. Are you glad to be back with this ragtag bunch? Uh, yeah. It's, you know what? I, I found myself laughing. There's a couple of things I laughed at. Unless you guys are asking what I th- thought was funny later, I can tell you right now. Um, I don't. No, I don't. 
taser face. <laughs> taser funny. face? There's a villain. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm I forgot taser about it. face. And the raccoon's like, what kind of fucking douchebag <laughs> names himself taser face? And then, like, maybe like 25 minutes later, he introduces himself as taser face. And, like, the, the main antagonist is just like, <laughs> like <laughs> laughing at it. Like, good timing. Good timing. They, yeah. they set the bit up. They, they do here. know how to. Yeah, they're comedic timing. Over here, unlike right, unlike old dogs, the setup's right here, and then the punchline's right there. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, baby, baby Groot, fan or not a fan? Stupid. Um, I agree. Yeah, they could have gotten Ant Man or something. You know, Disney knows that if they put big eyes on a small, cute character, it sells. Yep. Yep. It's just true. Uh, well, Rob, did you want to expand on that, or should I go with my second? No, it's just like, they could have gotten Ant-Man for the small stuff. They could have. Uh, <clears throat> if you had to name a planet on the, on the spot for this galaxy uh, that they are guarding, and you couldn't call it Shotgun Blast, <laughs> what would you name it? <laughs> Omnicron. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, um, I forgot about Omnicron. <laughs> Damn it, I wish I remembered Omnicron. It's a nod to um, the, the biggest problem in the universe where the main yeah, guy just... says that like, Oh, it's so unoriginal and contrived. They couldn't even come up with a good planet name. And then like they asked him what he would call it. And he's like shotgun blast. And then like four episodes <laughs> later, he talks about how like smart and originally is. And you hear like the, the audio engineer in the background. He's just like shotgun blast. Yeah. That show is so we're, good. We're still trying to get Bob to listen to the, the, the big I, problem. It, it really is so funny. It's the Seinfeld podcast. I don't know if that's a, a selling point or a deterrent for some. Yeah, that's a detractor. Don't <laughs> tell him that. Okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. Oh no, no, you you alluded to this earlier. Uh, Kurt Russell as ego is that a good choice in your opinion? Mm, funny. It was. It was fine. I mean, anybody probably could have done it, but I'm glad it was him. I guess. I don't feel yeah. strongly either way. If it was. They should have given him the eye patch. That would have been better. Um, that would have yeah. been. Uh, he, was, he was fine. Jeff Bridges would have been good in that role too. Like the older, yeah, true. Long-haired, like kind of like used to smoke a shitload of weed when I was younger, but like I'm I'm cool now. Like, yeah, but he's already in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Is he really? That? Yeah, he was the bad guy in the first Iron Man movie. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's bald and doesn't sure. look like his typical. He doesn't yeah, look like Jeff okay. He doesn't yeah. look like the dude. Yeah, but it is him. <clears throat> um. All right, number three for me. Yep. Are you happy or sad for Kurt Russell being in this? It's <laughs> yeah, same answer. I don't feel strongly either way. It could have been Jeff Bridges, but it wasn't. And Kurt did a job. I would like. I thought you'd hate the movie gosh. more. Yeah, yeah I, was... I thought you'd hate the movie more. So uh, I, I figured. <laughs> I truly try to watch things in a vacuum without like outside influence and just try taking it like at face value for what they're trying to do and for what they're trying yeah. to do. They did a good job. Um, Fair enough. And like, unlike other Marvel movies where they like Hulk. Yep. Hulk. Um, <laughs> Why well, can't they get him right? I can't they get Hulk. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, Hulk, they were trying to do something and they didn't. Like, it's like, but regardless of the galaxy, like we want a campy ragtag group. We want. We want like the iconic like seventies and eighties soundtrack. We want it to be PG PG thirteen but borderline R with the profanity. Yeah, they, they, they pulled it off. They, they yeah, they do. They, really they do. Them. 
All right, fair enough. Let's throw it to uh, bad credit names. Yep. And you're the biggest liar of them all. I am warning you. You tell me another and I'll rescue myself. That is a promise, Miss Rose. Of course. Another plant. Rose. Bad credit names. Right. All right, I'm going to try to fly through the rest of this podcast because I feel like I have a giant water balloon in my bladder right now. Um, <laughs> but Costas... one, cup, one cup gets my pump going too, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, Costas Penay. Hmm. Huh. Arlen Absack. Okay. Huh. Dylan Sprayberry. because number one is dusty shekel (laughs) it's like the the penny somebody forgot about in the corner of the house (laughs) sprayberry yeah dylan sprayberry all right that's it movie comparison now it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for it's time to compare the movie Michael, our new champion, Old Dogs, which I hope... I did, oh man, this is so funny. I did every fucking thing backwards. I, did, I put all the scores for Michael in Old Dogs. Don't ask me why, but anyway, I'll do my best to not make a mistake when I'm comparing the movies. It's Michael and Old Dogs. Negative uh, <clears throat> 35.2 and the worst for Michael. Not too strong when you consider that Old Dogs had a negative 57 and worst. Clear winner for Old Dogs. Yeah. Again, Old Dogs taking it. Bob, you had a 475 for the pitch, and Michael had a four by Rob. So another win. Yeah. We'll talk about offensive in a minute. Um, we have confusing and disjointed everything arc versus sledgehammer editing for production. What do you guys think? I'm gonna go sledgehammer because at least, at least Michael had like a logical progression. They were going no, from point A to point B, and they had some <laughs> no, didn't. no, didn't, no. I'm, I'm, I'm voting A to point B, and they had some mishaps. I'm voting Michael for this one. Okay, Chris, you're you're the tiebreaker. <laughs> I'll go Michael as well to make things interesting. Uh, dialogue. <laughs> What's worse? Um, definitely old dogs. Yeah, dialogue was worse than old dogs. I agree. Okay, acting. What's worse? Oh shit! It's William Hurt. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know. Don't panic, room. I'm not going to William Hurt you. Um, <laughs> uh, oh fuck! I'm gonna go, uh, Michael, for this one. Same. Acting. Fuck it. Yeah. So William, well. William Hurt pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. Three to two. Heading into offensive. Uh, we have a demerit. You want what? You want to do the demerits first or uh, offensive mini game first? Do the mini game. All right, let's throw it to it. I can kill you now, or I can relieve you of this gift. This black gift. The not so mini offensive mini game. Okay, judge, defendant, Bing Bong, <laughs> or paralysis punchlines. Paralysis. Paralysis, yeah. Okay. Uh, punishing the pooch or Indian Latin Oompa Loompa. 
Oh man, offensive oh. wise, I would guess the Indian one. I mean, uh-huh. everybody's everybody's had a hot mic moment, but it's not everybody's murdered a dog. So <laughs> pound in the pooch. I'm gonna go with pound in the pooch. Okay, <laughs> I said punishing. What's on your mind? <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, that makes it a legit tie. So we're going to the bonus round like we rarely do. Or I hope you're ready. Uh, homophobic hahas or Michael's yucky mush mush. <laughs> homophobic hahas. I don't care what Ra- how disgusted Rob is with the cereal. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the the one that's against Prop Eight. So yeah. Or is eight for the prop eight? Yeah. <laughs> okay, homophobic hahas. Yeah. Um. All right. So the demerit section was cereal, uh, and we don't have one for uh for old dogs yet. Seth Green. Can we just add Seth Green to that too? Yeah. Bad child okay, actors. Bad child actors. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Bad child actors. That that yeah. That takes Seth Green's, cake for Seth me. Green's included. Seth Green. Included. <laughs> Because he's diminutive. I get it. <laughs> uh, all right. Old dogs or Michael? We've got worst one. Uh, pitch two for old dogs. One offensive for Michael. That's two to one. Dialogue, three to one old dogs. Production, three to two. Michael. Uh, and Michael fires back with acting. Three to three demerits. Do we have cereal or Seth Green and bad child actors? Bad child actors. Yeah, this Agreed. is worse than Michael. This is at the point wow. in, our, in our human history where, like, there were good child actors. Yeah, that's true. In the right. 80s and 90s, it was kind of fucked up because like, people were just like, kind of forcing their kids. But I feel like later on, like, kids had a little more autonomy or, like, they were more yep. talented, even just, you know. Well, one of them was Travolta's kid. No shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Boy or girl? The, the girl. Oh, okay. Well, grandkid, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, worst of the season is old dogs. Michael's reign did not last for very long. Uh, next week, we are doing a fan submission. This one is Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. Couldn't be happier yeah. with that suggestion. Uh, it is so perfect for our podcast. Rob, plug us. Send us to Bob for his last word so I can go pee pee. com. All our shit's there. Just find us and email us. Bob. Hell yeah. The dog snuffed it. <laughs> All right. And then uh let's, let's let's play it out with play it out with Rib. Listen, you're the one that forced me into that place. I could jolt you. I could jolt you. Semantics. Oh look, they're going upstairs now. <laughs> Yeah, this is my crib, man. This is where I get down. This is where I, I seek the three points. This is where I throw the TD. This isn't, for, this isn't for kids, man. Look, that pool out there, that's got a 15-foot deep end. Look at this place. I got pointy-edge furniture. I got, I got, look at those spears. They probably still have poison on them. You don't want them in this house. Look, I do not lead a child safe life, man. Is that not how I roll? Well, that was really fucking dope, dude. <laughs>